As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And welcome to All Comics Considered, the comic book podcast with a heart. This week, your hosts are Marty and Hannah. We don't have a clever nickname yet. We probably will one day. And today on the show, we're going to hop on the hype train to talk about House of X, The Power of Ten, and Endgame, the fourth Avengers movie, the movie that makes us all cry. Um, so without further ado, let's turn the page. Tell me about the X-Men. What do you know about the X-Men? Well, first off, real quick, we don't have a nickname, but I think it's very clear that we're the dynamic duo. So I think, yes, yes. And clearly, you're Batman. I am your Robin. And I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. I don't know if I want to be Batman. I think I would just prefer dynamic duo without oh. any Batman implications. I don't want to be Batman. What if, oh, if if we were the world's finest, you would still be Batman, but then I would be Superman. Um, if we're the Trinity, then uh, I would be Superman. Nick would be Batman, even though he would be like, no, I don't want to be Batman. But you would get to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> and by that, two out of three, we win. Uh, but since then we just add the flash to it. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, yeah, this you're, is a, yeah, that, that's too much of a tangent. One of these days we'll we'll have to talk about that. No, but no, we need yeah. like we need interchangeable duo nicknames. So like if it's we see, do. I don't know, like if it was Tim and I, that might be more dynamic duo because we're both very high energy when we get going. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. We I don't should, know. We world's finest. World's finest. I think. I think that's. I think that's you and Tim. Which one of us are stucky? None, because it's weird to ship right. your coworkers and friends. Oh, I didn't even think of it that way. That's an HR conversation, and we uh-huh. don't have an HR department. Uh-huh. So I'll see myself out. So nobody, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. No so okay. tell you the about X-Men. the X Men. What? Yeah. Oh, uh, what about they're 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 hated by a world who fears them? Yes, hated by a world who fears them. One of the most convoluted storylines. Uh, known by many, created by one of the prime creations of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, a multitude of epochs. We've had some of the greatest creators ever go there. Do you have a favorite X run? Oh, oh my God. Um, 
Mm, that's a little bit like trying to choose your own child. Uh, yeah. Gosh, favorite X-Men run. Um, the top two, because I can never do just one. Every time you guys ask me something like this, I n- I'm never able to pick just one. The top two that come to mind is the... Um, uh, the, oh God, I can't remember the years, the very early nineties, um, uh, Jim Lee on the art and, uh, God, who was writing then? I'm not even it sure. was either Claremont or Fabian Nincenzia. Yeah. And I think I read from Claremont to Nincenzia. I'm not sure. I don't remember, mm-hmm. but, um, basically those early nineties runs that were very much like about the team's relationships and and relationship dynamics um and like i guess that's not exactly a run but that was a favorite time period um strict story arc strict story run is the original phoenix arc Ooh, okay um which i don't know how well it's aged but was one of the first like classic comics that i like paged through like individual uh individual back issue boxes like the Mm -hmm. very first time i went i was like i need this one and this one and this one and this one and i have the whole run because there (laughs) it wasn't in trades when i was looking for it um yeah, and that was like I love that story, which is one of the reasons I'm kind of disappointed in the Dark Phoenix movie coming out because it's not Dark Phoenix and Phoenix are two different stories. Yes, they're not one story, so you have to tell one story and then you tell the other story, um, and they're just kind of like shoving it all together, which I don't like. Agreed. Uh, but yeah, Phoenix is pretty, pretty fucking rad. So longtime listeners will know that I loved the Inferno event as a kid, and then I read it, and it didn't really uh, click with me again, although the tie-ins still do. I think mm-hmm. the tie-ins were much better. I remember you talking about how much you liked the tie-ins, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, my first graphic novel of all time was Extinction Agenda, <laughs> which, like, like, looking back on it, like, I, I don't – this is the reason why I don't understand X-Men comics, because, like – I picked up Extinction Agenda, read it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on here. I know all of these characters. Literally, I knew all of the characters except maybe Polaris and Wolvesbane. But I quickly learned yeah. that Wolvesbane was. Never really figured out Polaris. But I was just lost. Um, she's a she's a Magneto spawn. I mean, no, she's not. I yeah. mean, yes, she is. I mean, no, she's not. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, yes, and then she's possessed. But no, she's not. But yes, she is. All that matters is it's confusing as fuck. And I was like, that's it. Give me Captain America. Give me Iron Man. Give me Daredevil. In fact, don't give me any of those other guys because I'm too much of an edgy teenager. Just give me Daredevil. <laughs> and, and you now, know, like, you know, most of us when we were edgy teenagers went for like Spawn. You still stuck right. with Daredevil. <laughs> still stuck with Daredevil. Not that edgy. Which, not that edgy, but also like <laughs> I was reading the Frank, like I was reading the Frank Miller stuff. So that's like. Oh, fair. That's fair. Fair. Right. Uh, but not good enough. To know, you know, And you know what? To add to your point, I thought of my other favorite X-Men run, which oh, does not help at all for all this convoluted shit, which is Age of Apocalypse, oh, <laughs> which right? is an old you like, you know, timeline has been changed because, you know, somebody came back from the from the future and fucked everything up. And now Apocalypse is in charge and all of the characters that you're used to aren't the characters. And now there's these all confusing relationships and people who are dead are dead and then it goes back to normal except some people are still there and then exiles happens and you're right x-men is even in comic book standards extremely complicated and confusing yes this is why uh when i went to the c2e2 uh marvel's next big thing panel I was kind of hoping that what was going to be announced would be um, something X related that I could sink my teeth into, um, but I wasn't counting on it until uh, it was announced that Jonathan Hickman will be at that panel and Hickman has returned to Marvel and somebody let it leak. leak. There's a rumor that was going to be an Eternals book, but um, C.B. Sabolsky went through the four pillars of the Marvel X title universe. Uh, Lee was on there. Uh, Jim Lee and Claremont's run was on there. Age of Apocalypse was actually on there. It's amazing. It's a great run. And uh, so was the Grant Morrison, John Cassidy run. 
uh, with Zorn being mentioned quite prominently. Uh, yeah, that's – I was not into comics during that run, but I wish I would have been. It's um, – yeah, I understand why that's on there. I understand Zorn is unfortunately started out very, very interesting. They didn't stick the landing quite yep. as – yeah, they kind of fucked it up. But man, yeah, there was a lot there. Morrison did good work on X-Men. He did really good work. And I am also uh, – I I wanted to make this a narrow focus just on X because I don't know much about the X-Men, but I do know a lot about Jonathan Hickman. <laughs> and when they announced that he is doing not one but two books and it is redesigning the X-Men basically, just like he did for the Avengers, just like he did for the Fantastic Four um, – it's uh, so the current work being done by Ed Brisson, Kelly Thompson, um, Matthew Rosenberg, who is also a fina- a phenomenal uh, panelist. He was so much fun to watch. Um, I think Tini Howard's got a couple of books here and there. Um, they announced the House of X and the Power of Ten, which is stylized um, as Power of X as X. in the Roman numeral for ten. Yeah, yeah. So they were calling it Power of X, but then. Uh, CB was like, no, it's Power of Ten. Uh, we don't know anything about this book. Um, it's being very hush-hush. Uh, when when Hickman was asked by a guy I follow on Twitter, turns out, um, what can you say to the paranoid X fans to assuage their fears that you're not going to destroy their beloved X-Men? Hickman's response was, I'm sorry? <laughs> That's a good response. It's a great response. And they talk and he and Jason Aaron did a great job. And I am. Do not get me wrong. I am super excited about the War of the Realms that's coming up next month. Like by the time this episode drops, we will be in the War of the Realms. Uh, It is the end of Aaron's Thor run. And I would like to do a retrospective of that. But because we have to think a little bit forward, we're doing a prospective on the House of X and Power of Ten. Here's what we know about it. Uh, Mark Brooks was NDA'd all up to hell, direct quote from C.B. Savelsky, uh, and given the first couple of scripts on it. Uh, in addition, to, uh, uh, writers who were at the Marvel retreat that Hickman and Aaron and everybody were at, where they discussed these books and what he's going to do to the X-Men, um, Charles Soule, Teeny Howard, Kelly Thompson, Jason Aaron, C.B. Sabalski, and then a whole bunch of the writer and other artists were all like, yeah, Jonathan Hickman is doing some of his best work on this book already, and we can't tell you anything other than this book is blowing our minds. Which, maybe that's just Marvel comradely behavior, and maybe it's a little hype, but also, what if it's, like, honest, sincere praise for a co-worker, which I think tends to happen in the comics realm Maybe sometimes too much. Anyway, uh, Mark Brooks was given those scripts and said, create some promotional art because Pepe Larraz, who was flying in from Spain and wasn't able to do all the the promotional art for this. uh, He's been doing a whole bunch of panels and cons and just does not have the time. Uh, Pepe Larraz from uh, this this, uh, Spanish artist has an X-Men tattoo on his back. Because he made a deal with his brothers that if he got to do the X-Men, they would all get X-Men tattoos. Showed it right on his back, and he would not show anybody. But this guy <laughs> lives and breathes X-Men. He is an X-Fanatic to the nth degree. Um, Mental Samurai is the name for Psylocke in Spain. In, in Spain. I just had needed to add that, too. Anyway. That's uh, very will, cool, but isn't she more of a ninja? Yes, but anyway, yes. Um, But what we see uh, in this Mark's Brook, Max, excuse me, Mark Brooks lithograph is Ileana in a Colossus like steel form, red nightcrawler, baby. uh, What's his name? Uh, Havoc, baby Havoc, uh, Phoenix. Uh, young Jean Grey, old Jean Grey, Professor X, Nimrod. Um, I said Red Nightcrawler, regular Nightcrawler, like all of the characters. Every character on this piece of art. Oh my god, is, is that old Mimic? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I just haven't seen that guy in a long time. <laughs> yeah. This is 
all of these characters play a fundamental role in this book. And some people thought that it was initially Phoenix, uh, that Phoenix was actually Carol Danvers' binary, but I'm absolutely positive that's straight up like old school Phoenix. Uh, actually, I know who that is now that I've blown it up that? and taking a look. That is um, Rachel Summers' Phoenix. She has the uh, mutant nice. hunter tattoos on her face. I was not able to tell that before. I have it blown up very big now. But yeah, that's actually, that's not Jean Grey. That's Rachel. Oh, no way. I Rachel is the is the Phoenix one that I would like to know a lot more about. She um, is awesome and possibly my favorite Phoenix. She's... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Really cool. I loved her in Days of Future Past mm-hmm. uh, when I read it, which I thought that was going to be more than just two. Um, just two books? No, just just two. Two books. <laughs> um so yeah, Cable is back from the dead. Uh uh Gateway is there, Mr. Sinister, Warpath. Uh I don't know who behind like 90 Cyclops is, Emma as the Black Queen, Child Storm, Punk Rock Storm. Uh it looks like that is Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler cuz he's got the bandana, but I don't know. Oh, the person behind Cyclops is Wolverine. That's another Wolverine? That sure looks like another Wolverine to me with that hair. And then he's so short. There's that. And then there's Wolverine in current continuity. And then there is uh, Weapon X. Uh, Yeah. And Bobby Drake. All these people are in there. And I guess, like... Blink is uh, here. Do you know how excited I am that Blink is on this poster? (laughs) Which guy is Blink? Uh, Blink is, she is all the way back, for, uh, right in front of um, oh, Ice yeah, Wizard right. Bobby Drake. So above yeah, uh, yeah. Jubilee, yeah. Yeah, no, she was great in uh, Saladin's Exiles run. So yes. this image right here uh, is the future of the X franchise. And I and we're going to get at least twelve books. I don't know how many others. Uh, this is going to be a huge event. Um, that's all we know. And why is this hype worthy? Because one, everybody at Marvel is hyping it. Which take that with a grain of salt if you want to. But I think it's also kind of fundamental when your peers are praising your work. That's kind of a cool thing. Uh, also. I'm hyped for a fucking X title. I don't care about the X-Men outside of Wolverine and Dazzler um, and Rachel Gray and Warpath. Like, and probably in that order. There's sometimes I dig Cyclops. Most times I don't. Uh, Storm is in a category all of her own because it's Storm. And I just read The War in Asgard uh, with, where she becomes, you know, Storm Thor, which was awesome (laughs) like it's so good and so fitting i'd just like to point Um, out that that also happened in the thor's secret world or secret wars uh uh mini uh series which which was was so good it was so good i've i've been talking about that a lot lately but yes uh yeah storm thor super cool storm thor is yeah storm thor is great warlock is there and warlock um and i'll talk about this before we transition to endgame um but Warlock's a pretty fun character. Cypher's still alive, but I don't know if that's like Adam Warlock. Uh, Adam Warlock. If that is uh, Cypher and Warlock or just uh, Warlock. I can't tell. I, I don't know him well enough. All that matters, though, is that this is a series that I think is going to be uh, 
just as good uh, as uh, Hickman's Fantastic Four, Hickman's Avengers, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, like also East of West. I think this is going to be a a book that's going to finally grab me and keep me uh, having the X, an X book in my pull box. I love Brian Bendis. He couldn't do it. Um, No, he was not good on X-Men. I'm sorry. He was, I did not like him on (laughs) X-Men. Who else? Like I, I have tried to pick up X titles for forever. I love it on Marvel Unlimited, but right now I am like, on the hype train in first class, like saying, I need more about this book because uh, Hickman's Fantastic Four blew me away. And he did for that. If he could do half of what he did for the Fantastic Four for the X-Men universe, I'm down. And also when your artist is doing their best work and is so thoroughly invested in this project. I think the storytelling that's going to come out will be doubly good because the writing will be solid and the art will, will showcase things that don't always make it. um, If your artist is not in sync with you, Uh, which sometimes happens, but uh, no, that's not Namor. He's too short to be Namor. So I'm just like, I had a thought. Maybe that's Namor. No, <laughs> I, I don't know if Namor's even going to be alive by the time this this comes oh, out. Oh, who cares about uh, who cares about Namor? Yeah. So um, there's not a lot I can answer about this, but like I think I just have a question: Who the hell is that red dashing nightcrawler looking dude? Uh that's that- a really good question. I have no idea. Is that is somebody said that was a Zazel? Oh yeah, that might be him. I guess I don't know a lot about Nightcrawler stuff. Okay, but that I do believe that guy is Red, so it might be. I, I like think, how earlier you just referred to him as Red Nightcrawler, which is also what I would refer to him as because he's just Nightcrawler but Red. So yeah. <laughs> I guess he's a yeah. little. I guess he's a little more muscular. Like that that guy's kind of built, and Nightcrawler is traditionally quite slim and lithe. Yeah. Uh, my big question is, and I cannot believe that this was not mentioned on our Slack channel that we have not brought this up so far on this poster, which we will of course link in the show notes. Um, uh, above, uh, or I should say to the right of Mr. Sinister, there is just an old naked looking dude flying around, <laughs> swirling yeah, something above his head as if he were a helicopter. That's Gateway. Who the that's... hell is Gateway? I don't even know who that is. Gateway. I believe that's his name. Uh, let me double check that, that make sure that's, uh, Gateway. Yeah, that's Gateway. He is, um... The Aboriginal mutant who helps the uh, second class of X-Men Storm Wolverine uh, hide from the Reavers. He's a teleporter. He taught Manifold how to use his powers. Um, he is like an incredibly powerful teleporter. And that's just what he does. He's he is um, in the death of the introduction of Mr. Sinister. Gateway is uh, one of the players that is pretty phenomenal. He was uh, used by the Reavers to like send them places, but the X-Men save him. Uh, Yeah. All right. Okay. I, right. This, like, there are some, I don't want to necessarily say C to D tier X characters that I just know absolutely nothing about because I've been out of the loop for a while. Um, Oh, the only reason why I know who Gateway is is because I started reading a history of Mr. Sinister, and uh, I kind of sort of still owe listeners that project. I see. But, um, but uh, yeah, like, I knew who Gateway – I also knew who Gateway was because I remember reading about him in, like, Dragon Magazine 170-something <laughs> years and years ago because uh, there's a guy talking about, like, how the new X-Men were doing something. Um, so – yeah. Um, I also want to, I just want to say really quickly, I was not, I didn't know, um, 
uh, Pepe Larraz's art. Like I didn't know the name off the top of my head, but now that I'm actually looking uh, at books that he has worked on, um, I, a, I really like his art style. It's very classic with like a nice modern updated twist to it. Like it's very, um, it, it has a lot of dynamic motion, um, which can be so hard to do sometimes, but his stuff looks like, man, he did a Wolverine in the X-Men cover that is just like on point. Um, mm-hmm. And so he did uh, ex- the Extinction um, series from tw- uh, from last year. He did some work on Thor's. Uh, he did uh, some X Force stuff. Did some Avengers stuff. Like, so not only is he a very good artist, he's an artist that has been and is currently working with these characters, which is kind of nice because you're coming from a place of like knowing. Um, like being right there you already know you're already familiar like there's not a lot of time to like get into the groove of drawing these characters which is really good for a big event it's nice to come in with somebody who knows like you know what they're doing um he also did a bunch of art for the uh um star wars uh kanan and he's got on his instagram feed which i am linking a wonderful rogue gambit um from i believe mr and mrs x run but no that's not it um because mr and mrs x is kelly thompson and they are not listed on this page but yeah oh he also did a c2e2 uh cover um for war of the realms where i guess daredevil is becoming basically heimdall for a while so that we'll talk about that later that oh god what what go ahead go ahead go ahead that's stupidly clever how did that never happen before right that's... jason aaron was talking god about it damn it I'm, I'm like, i've never by... written daredevil before this is a lot of fun so yes i'm 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 annoyed at how like on the nose that is that but yes laura seems to um really like drawing rogue too which i appreciate because yeah. i think she's one of my favorite characters so uh, before we turn the page um both jason aaron and uh hickman mentioned the um war in asgard arc and so for our listeners this will probably be in a pull box feature because i just literally finished reading it uh i'm gonna put it in the show notes so if you want to read along more you're more than welcome to fire up unlimited and like tweet at me about it and we can share our thoughts about how what our takeaways from this this uh series of books are it's x-men and alpha flight first series issues one and two uh new mutants special edition number one and uncanny x-men annual number nine where it's basically the x-men and the new mutants being abducted by loki into asgard uh and then their attempt to get free and then save rogue uh, not rogue excuse me save uh storm and it's fantastic so uh art um art adams drew a lot of this and it's so good um i do have to say however there's one like so both jason aaron and hickman cited this as some of the inspiration for both of their upcoming events which i find interesting i don't know how much insight we can get from that, but I think it's worth delving into. Additionally, I do need to point out that um, Warlock and Cypher are flying around like in mech suits. Like they literally look like um, Macross or Gundam style suits. And in one scene, they literally look like a character that Marvel doesn't own the rights to. <laughs> uh, Hogar the Horrible or Hagar the Horrible. Um, but they were calling him Hogarth the Horrid because wait, otherwise they would be subject to a lawsuit. Wait, Hacker the Horrible, like the 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 newspaper strip comic? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. That, I will also have that link. Please uh, that do. That I am very notes. excited to see that because that sounds hilarious. I grew up reading Saturday morning, well, not like daily cartoon strips, and oh my god, that's pretty great. It's it is phenomenal. Like it. Uh, 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 Cypher says to Warlock, uh, this is not our best disguise. So, <laughs> yeah. And also, um, Ed Grimley, a Martin Short character, is a uh, some sort of giant in this run. 
Um, like, and he's because he's got the hair all spiked up and twirled around, and the vocal pattern, like the his his pattern of speech and what he says, is straight up Ed Grimley, the Martin Short character. So we we definitely want to wrap this up so we can talk about our next yes. topic, but. What you just said, all of what you just said, is why I love Asgardian titles. Because mm-hmm. they are – you see this in um, – uh, you saw this in uh, Karen Gillan's run. You saw this in Aaron uh, in Aaron's run. You see it um, in Ewing's run of different Asgardian titles uh, in um, Gillan and um, uh, Bennett. Uh <sighs> It's so absurd. It's always over the top. There's weird humor. Like, it's just, it's, uh, there are times when it borders on nearly surrealist. Like, you got Vikings with giant guns. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Like, it's yeah. just, it's it's all the stuff that trans that they did a very good job translating in the Thor Ragnarok, and that's what it took to make a Thor movie good, because that's where he comes from. That kind of absurdist you know, almost surrealist um, mixture of, um, oh yeah, that's higher the horrible. Sorry, just all, yep, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's in, like, the art style is this, the, the like, a very 70s, 80s esque art style, which I love. Anyway, yeah, um, it's what makes Asgard comics really, Asgard kind of like cosmic comics really great, and I'm glad to see it continually embraced and, um, that's why Thor Ragnarok worked well because that's the only you doing these like super duper serious grim dark does not work because it's part of the magic um yeah. is the absurdity and yeah so um I'm excited I I I'm not excited for Aaron to be off of the of, off of Thor finally but I am kind of excited because now I can finally go back and start buying trades. Right. <laughs> and or wait for like a big giant omnibus to come out. Like I, I can finally like get the whole thing together because I have only read bits and pieces um, because it's been, I wouldn't say inaccessible, but it's been a couple of years for Marvel. So <laughs> uh, it has been, uh, Aaron has been on Thor a total of six years. Yeah. His first arc, um, where it's young Thor, all father Thor, and Avengers Thor mm-hmm. is it's amazing. That's it's so good. God Bomb is um, the what second or third arc? Second or third arc? Yeah, yeah. I I think it's the second arc. Yeah, God Bomb was so good. Oh yeah, like so good. when it came out, it was one of like it was one of people's favorite comics at the time. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. Like I'm I'm sad he's going and. Um, he's done a really great job and he's worked really well with other writers doing stuff in that universe or in that part of the universe. Um, but yeah, very excited to get some, get some reading done in a consolidated manner. <laughs> yeah. uh, and we'll definitely be revisiting this topic as uh, Absolutely. The realms comes to a close. Absolutely. But for now, let's turn the page on Asgard and head to the end game. 
Hannah. I can't talk about it too much because it makes me cry. So the floor is yours. <laughs> um, I mean, we'll see if I can get through it without me crying either. Uh, so I wanted to talk about this this week specifically because, um, as you guys know, we record a, a bit in advance from when we drop. So when we're recording this, uh, very recently, the new, uh, character posters, featurette, and running time for Endgame have all been released. Um, thank you for keeping with us with not being, you know, like on the direct edge of comic book news. That's not what we're about. Uh, mm. but I super want to talk about this stuff. Um, so I guess I want to start with something that I find really funny and that I'm also weirdly excited about. So okay. for quite some time now, when asked about Endgame's running time, Kevin Feige's response has been, it will be the perfect runtime. It will be exactly what it needs to be. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be the best runtime. It's going to be great. Endgame is three hours and five minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i'm here for it um I, i'm here yeah, yeah like i'm i'm here for that i'm i'm okay with that because there are so many characters that i'm so desperate to see interactions with and as many interactions with as possible um especially now that carol has been introduced like i mean you just if you gave me a movie that was just carol and steve talking about military shit I would watch that, like, without yep. question, I would be there on opening night, possibly cosplaying. Um, it, it could just be them in, like, you know, a, a one cam, like, just sitting around, um, and I would watch that. So there's a lot that I'm excited for, and uh, I just, I think it's hilarious that running time has been a topic, and when it's announced, it is um, pretty ridiculous. Like, three hours and five minutes for a superhero uh, movie is out there but they have um such goodwill they have such yeah. goodwill the russos know what they're doing um and there is so much like i it's you know initially people were kind of like oh my god that's such a long movie but there is so much that has to happen in this movie there are so many characters there's so much set up because this is not just the end of the phase it also has to start setting up for a new phase Yep. Um, which is a lot. And when you think about it, there's a lot, a lot that can happen in this new phase with the Fox deal finally closing. That's another thing that happened very recently. Mm -hmm. Um, when we talk about like what's the roadmap gonna look like for introducing characters like Fantastic Four, which I firmly believe that they're going to do because Marvel Studios can do an amazing Fantastic Four movie and we desperately need it. Um oh my god. I know, I'm, I'm so excited. I, so <laughs> the thing I want, the thing I want so badly for Endgame is like a post credits where like everything is finished and like it, like the dust is settling and then like it's swooping in on their stupid fucking jet uh the fantastic four show up and they're like oh no we were too late <laughs> <laughs> oh it won't happen before, i just it won't happen yeah. but i wish a nod to them but this makes me this reminds me we haven't talked about this um since uh we've been we haven't been on the same show in forever mm. but the way uh ant-man and the wasp ends is exactly how you called the po end credit scene and i applaud you <laughs> for calling that because you sold me on that idea of and for those who don't know um what happens is this they go into the quantum realm. Uh, Scott's there hanging out, trying to figure out what's going on. And then everybody else disintegrates. Yep. That's the way it goes. Because, haha, funny. Oh my God, what is this movie? <laughs> um, absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect. Um, I, I, I know they're, yeah. I feel, I feel like I don't deserve that much kudos for that because I feel like that was sort of a, not necessarily as much of a gimme as Carol showing up um, in modern times uh, in Captain Marvel, yeah. which I think we all kind of had an idea something like that was going to happen. Uh, but I do think that it was just, it was just natural progression of the story and the tone that they set up with infinity war. And yeah. Uh, but that makes me, it makes me so happy that they did that. That was, that was the right creative choice to make. Um, 
So, yeah, uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to Endgame is um, these character posters. (laughs) (laughs) I am laughing because um, at this point in time, many of you have probably seen the character posters. They are very extreme close-ups of of characters. Half of them are in color. Half of them are in black and white. Um, They say, uh, remember the Fallen, where the A in Fallen is the Avengers A. uh, And those who are in black and white are characters who died or who were snapped, um, dusted, whatever we want to call it. Um, and they're absolutely heartbreaking. The one that confirms that Shuri um, was a victim of the snap made me so mad and so sad. And the mm-hmm. one Peters just makes me so sad. And the only way that I'm getting through anything is just telling myself that those two um, Gen Zers are hanging out in the soul gym with everybody else. And they're like trading memes and trading vines and calling Peter Quill a dumbass, And it's going to be okay. I'm laughing because somebody, and we will link this in the show notes as well. Somebody did a Thanos version of this, where it says relax on a farm. And it is just staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> in show so notes. Just I, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's our our friend Manu uh, shared it with us on uh, shared it on Twitter, and I immediately responded that this is genius, uh, and I bring it into the show notes because yes, there is a lot of shit um, with the character posters that is you know to unpack that makes you feel like sure he got snapped. That's news. Like I I didn't think that she would have been snapped. Um, at least like give her an on screen death. Makes me kind of really unhappy. However, I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, and we know that she'll probably return. And maybe she'll return a little bit different. And maybe we'll get more uh, with her. Maybe she'll... Like, there's... Uh, I, don't, I think it was Tim that was saying that, like, Shuri and Ironheart might be the same kind of character. And um, I would be really upset with that. Not because... I don't want Ironheart, but it's because I want Shuri and I want Ironheart because I think Ironheart is exceptionally important because she comes from Inglewood, uh, which is a neighborhood that I used to work in. Yeah, no, I I, I think it is a huge missed opportunity to not use uh, a character who is or who is very similar to Riri Williams. Yeah. Um, and it, they shouldn't be combined very specifically because we don't have enough black women in marvel so we should have right. two instead of combining one also there's such comic precedents for cherry like you know becoming a version of black panther or doing white panther or whatever um yeah uh, yeah i mean she literally was and yeah. she, in her own comic book like they even acknowledge it and that comic is written by nk jemsen um in the show notes you're talking about the featurettes um i am trying not to get uh too hyped and too spoiled did you watch the featurettes uh i have the same um i think it was just the one that they've released uh this week at least um i have the same issue where um i about a month away from movies now i'm just kind of shutting off trailers and features and stuff like that to try and um get as many surprises as possible and also because i don't want to cry because this even 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 the thumbnail of Chris Evans sitting there talking about playing Captain America is too much for me. Um, you know, yep. it was not that long ago that he posted to social his feelings about, um, like playing, like filming Cap's final scene in the movie. Um, like the, the, fi- the, the final scene that he filmed, not the final scene of Captain America. Um, and and even him talking about how emotional it was made me incredibly emotional because I think that Marty and I are on the same page where we strongly suspect Cap will die in this movie. It makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. unless they have been doing an amazing job keeping it secret and trolling us. Um, Chris Evans' contract has not been renewed. He's he's done playing Cap, which means and cap is not the kind of character unfortunately that gets a happy ending he is a sacrificial character and at this point in time with um with peggy gone uh and bucky kind of being able to be his own person because he's been put back together by the wakandans um there's not really anybody that 
Cap is there for anymore. Like his relationship right. with Tony needs to be patched up, but they were, you know, never best of friends in the first place. Um, and that's like part of one of Steve's thing is, is kind of propping up other people or being with, like having close relationships with people. And those just don't really so sad. They don't exist for him yeah. in the MCU as it is, as it stands right now. And it's kind of questionable after first adventure, if they ever really did, like he has been such a man out of time um, through these movies um, that I do think him, sacrificing himself to save everything brings his story full circle because it's cap and that's what he does right and i think it's it is also a, a nod to the the speech in infinity gauntlet where cap says you know as long as one person stands up mm-hmm. to you you've never won and then uh you know cap dies there um all i'm saying is that like all i'm saying is this Chris Evans has done a job that I don't think anybody 10 years ago would have expected uh, a, a him to do. Um, Captain America is not like the most well-known character. He is now. Mm-hmm. But when this started, let's keep in mind, uh, it goes Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, then Iron Man, then then Captain America. And now Chris Evans has done such remarkable work uh, with that character. And the Russo brothers have done such remarkable work with that character. Um, This is the way for him to go out. And it's gonna suck. Oh my God. We are gonna be inconsolable. We are gonna be a mess. (laughs) We, like, I feel bad for everyone who is going to be around Marty and I for like the two weeks following us seeing this movie because we are gonna be... Just, just just disasters. I'm gonna put in bereavement time. Like <laughs> I'm gonna ask for three days because a close friend of mine died, and they're gonna be like, "Who?" And I'm gonna be like, "Steve Rogers," and they're gonna be like, "Do you mean Captain America?" And I'm gonna just say, "Talk to my steward." Like it's just, ah, <laughs> oh. like there's so much to unpack with this character and with this movie and with the series, but at the end of the day. Um, right now it's kind of like, I feel like the most bang for the buck is to hold your breath and like avoid the spoilers. Like I see every time I open up the Google app on my phone, it's like, this is how Endgame ends. I'm like, no, it's not. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> Let me watch it. And also, can we stop with the stupid fan theories like Ant-Man is going to expand into Thanos' butt? Uh, I wish is... you wouldn't have even brought that up. I hate that. That's the dumbest, the the dumbest meme. Like, it's, I, I don't like that one. And I recognize, it's just, yeah. I recognize there's a big part of me that feels that way because, like, I take this kind of seriously and I'm poking fun at myself for taking it kind of seriously. But, yeah, that one's just dumb. And also slightly homophobic. Yeah. Maybe more than slightly. It's kind of uh, homophobic. It's a little bit more than slightly. Yeah, it's pretty homophobic. And and I get it. I, I get it. Like, haha, funny. And we're not <laughs> thinking jokes. about hurting people's yeah. feelings. But f- just stop. Just stop. Just like, stop. Be right. There, I yeah. mean, if that is the best comedy that you can come up with, with these ridiculous characters doing these ridiculous things ridiculously, then, you know, go back to the drawing board because it's just not very. Yeah. Go back to fuck Jerry. Um, <laughs> because <laughs> you, you a hat. Um, um, but yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I agree. Um, this is a this is a dangerous time. Um, oh, one of the other things I did want to talk about is um, there's pretty good evidence that suggests that tickets will go on sale. They should already be on sale by the time that this has dropped. I realize oh, that wow. now. Um, God, this month this just flew by. So you probably have your tickets already by the time that you're hearing this. Hopefully we do as well. Um, because of the extensive running time, the th- first show on Thursday will be at start at 6 p.m. instead of 7 p.m., um, which as I'm, you know, a proto old person, I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I... Uh, it's a big deal. It, like, it's going to be... Um, okay, sorry. Let me run that back a second. 
I the thing that does make me sad, um, and I, I it's pretty funny that we're talking about in game, but really it's Marty and I were just talking about Cap. Um, yeah, right. Is that we won't get another Winter Soldier style movie because um, Civil War was Avengers what two point five. Um, yeah. like Civil War was more of an Avengers movie than, than anything else. Um, though it did have, you know, really great cap stuff. Um, but Civil War and First Avenger were so care, like so heavily character focused on Steve. And there wasn't this like giant cast to dilute that. Um, and we got to see some really great Chris Evans acting. We got to see him interact more closely and more intensely with people, like with people that you would see in like his like Brubaker's run, I mean Winter Soldier, Brubaker's run, like the cast was pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like those are those like core cap comic characters. Like you've got Bucky, you've got Natasha, you've got Falcon. Um and those are all really important. Um so I'm sad that we won't see that with Chris Evans. I do not believe that um there are not going to be any more Captain America movies because I strongly think the next one is probably some going to be some type of war for the shield sort of thing. I think it's going to be about um, Bucky and Falcon, sorry, Bucky and Sam figuring out what to do with Captain America's legacy. Yeah. Um, Which is super interesting. Yeah. It, I want to see where the MCU goes. I, I, you know, my heart will always be a part of uh, 616, but um, there is something to be said about seeing one of your favorites just done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we could entertain how some of our friends do not care for Captain America and have very good arguments about why they may not be the best character. Nope, they didn't show up tonight, How- so they don't get a voice. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk say- about it, show up to podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, it's it's not one of them. It's not our co-host. Oh, okay. Well, then the that show. person, whatever. That's fine. <laughs> they, they are not here to defend their point. And I don't want to drag them for it, but they're wrong. Um no, I just I just disagree. I don't know if they're wrong. I mean, I, disagree. I understand the challenges that Captain America presents as a um, as a concept of a character. There are a lot of people who are uncomfortable with the amount of patriotism he seems to represent. Um, yeah. The problem is with that argument is that it is that he seems to represent it. It's like, he is not jingoism. Like it is, um, you have to look beyond how the character appears to understand the meaning of the character and why he, despite the fact that he's named Captain America, he is not always America is the greatest country on the earth. Like, you know, uncle Sam wants you like, that's not him as a character. And that's what part of the reason why he is such a beloved character, especially by like, you know, um, (laughs) flaming, bleeding heart, socialist liberals like us. Right. Um, Like, yeah. yeah. Cap agrees more with us than he does with say anyone on Fox news Mm -hmm. or, uh, or the majority of the democratic party. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Endgame is going to be, and like, we could do more to talk about, like, what's going on in Thor's arc. I mean, Thor's going to, what's going to happen with Thor? If we're just going to shift to Valkyrie, like, is Carol going to be the new cap of the team? The answer is clearly yes. Yeah, they're going to need she, it. <laughs> yeah. They're going to need it. Yeah. And I, I wonder if she is going to be, well, we should have talked, we could talk about this at some other time. I think Carol's role will be modeled after cap and then following closer to the Kelly Sue incarnation than anything else that has been done with the possible exception of, cause I'm not caught up with Kelly Thompson's run, but it's only on issue three or mm-hmm. four at this point. So, um, I want Groot back. And yeah. That's, that's about like, for me, end game is, a, is about cap story and how it ends. Um, I do I do also have to say like uh whatever it takes seems to be 
a really appropriate way to uh, kick off 2020 as well. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm not going to disagree with that. Uh, I yeah yeah I'm a little I'm I'm wary of the fact that it looks like they're introducing um, as we saw in a recent trailer before I stopped watching trailers. Uh, it did look like the team was outfitted in those silver red um, quantum suit style uh uniforms um which means that you know we might have quantum realm slash time travel introduced which i longtime listeners know i really detest time travel as a plot device um and it's a little too easy especially for this because like at what point in time do you stop going back to save people (laughs) And, and like that's that's time traveling in superhero comics always has that question and it's not a question i've ever seen well answered so but we'll see uh i did have a thought of who should uh, should neither the winter soldier nor falcon become the new cap who should become the new cap oh who's that monica rambo yes she's the right age now she probably went into the air force so she's probably already a captain if not higher ranked yeah yeah Uh yeah monica like you know, not to not to diss Photon or any of her other um, personas, but oh, she'd be such a good cap. Man, you, you know the internet would melt down. Okay, I think it needs to happen. Yeah, just for that, just for that, just let it melt. Um, uh, it's just, it's it's it's, we're oh, God. Endgame is like your capstone project. Like mm-hmm. the last thing you do before you like the last big project before you know you're leaving the job or that client. Mm-hmm. Um and the more I think about it, the more we've spent ten years watching these hit characters. You know? Eleven. Um it my marriage pretty much uh fits into the first four phases of the MCU. And that's it's kind of mind blowing to me. No, um, same. I got married in 2008, the year Iron Man premiered. Like yeah. Iron Man and, came out a few months before I got married. <laughs> yeah, and like I got married in, well, secretly in 2009, um, but publicly in 2010. And you know, it's it's this these I did not think that Iron Man would launch a franchise that would open doors to so many other people to a hobby that needs needs to grow and change but is still pop probably you know still capable of doing so so much good um but we should get wrapped up because it is yes it is getting late um but before we go is there anything you want to bring up share um discuss i as a very final anecdote, I saw Captain Marvel for the second time when I was in Pennsylvania with my uh, with my mom. Um, that's why oh, well. I missed a few episodes as I went home. Um, and I get, we had the choice of going to see Alita Battle Angel um, or Captain Marvel. Mother heard that there was a cat in Captain Marvel. So, of course, she <laughs> wanted to go see that. Um, she, of course, adored Goose. Everything was wonderful. During the credits, as we waited for the post-credits uh, sequence, um, she leans over to me and she goes, yeah, but how are they going to get the Tesseract out of the cat? <laughs> so if you liked what you've heard today please subscribe and write us five stars wherever you get your podcasts we're on apple Podcasts, stitcher google music and spotify um you can also help support us over on patreon you can find us at patreon.com slash all comics considered um your support is means a tremendous amount to us lets us do a lot of cool new things uh like our forthcoming all comics considered book club which you can learn more about over on patreon our website and our facebook page on facebook you can find us at all comics consider and on twitter we're at all comics cast because all comics considered wouldn't fit thanks for listening and supporting us uh, so that we can bring a conversation to a bigger audience 
uh, and your hosts have been me, Hannah. I'm on Twitter at Totally a Rogue, and I'm over on the Dorcadia.com podcast. That's D-O-R-K-A-D-I-A. And I have been Marty. You can find me on Twitter at Officer Gleason and on the For the Lore podcast, where uh, upcoming we'll be talking more about Destiny because it seems like I'm not the only one playing it anymore. Uh, and also some Ninja Gaiden looking like games and uh, eventually my love for a game that's not out yet called Tunic because um, it's very pretty. Okay. And remember, action heroes, part of the journey is the end. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.